Hello and welcome to Exeter Life, a podcast about the people, places, and events that comprise life in Exeter, New Hampshire. I'm Lara Bricker, and Exeter also happens to be my chosen hometown. I've lived here since 1998 and written the Exeter Life column since 2013. The independently produced audio version of this podcast launched in 2020. This week, Monday, September 7th, was World Duchenne Day, which seeks to raise global awareness for all those affected by Duchenne muscular dystrophy, an estimated 300,000 boys worldwide. DMD is a genetic disease that destroys muscles. First, the legs go, then the upper body sags, and eventually the heart and lungs stop working. There is no cure, though parents of sons with DMD have lobbied extensively for access to new medications, which are the first beacon of hope in terms of treating the disease. In 2016, the first medication to treat DMD was approved, and while the medication is not specific to all of the variations, families hope additional versions might be on the horizon. For the past five years, I've been writing about Lucas Courier. He was diagnosed with DMD when he was four years old. Now 18, Lucas lives in Exeter with his mother, Linda, his older sister, Alyssa, his service dog, Gabby, and their other family dog, Theo. Earlier this summer, I talked with him and his mother about his recent high school graduation and how the kindness of strangers made a big difference in his life this year. Lucas, how's Gabby? She's good. So Lucas, for people who don't know about Gabby, can you tell me when you got Gabby and a little bit about her? I think we got her like four, five years ago. Four or five years ago. She's a service dog. She was going to school with me before all this happened. Some of the things she can do is pick things up off the floor like pencils or hats or whatever. She can like hit like the handicap button to open doors and like turn the lights on and off. Lucas doesn't even have to tell her to do stuff and it's like if he drops something she'll she'll pick it up for him or Oh, wow. In addition to graduating from high school, during the pandemic, Lucas has been using his remote control cars, a putting green set up in his garage, and... I've been riding my new bike. Oh, tell me about that. That's good news. That's amazing news. This bike, we, we had gotten a grant. I had applied for a grant for it and just couldn't figure out the right, you know, the thing that was going to, you know, tried a bunch of different bikes, couldn't figure out what was going to work. And then finally, we, they said, you know, you really need this level bike, but it was way more money. So I, got, I applied for another grant and got that grant. And finally, we, we figured it out. Finally, like literally four years later, we got this bike. So it's an it's a electric bike. I can either pedal or not. But the pedaling is so awesome because it stretches those muscles that he doesn't normally use. Yeah. That you know, so it, and it, so it's power assist. So it, it, he doesn't, he's not doing all the work, but he's doing some of the work, which is just really good for his muscles. With his high school graduation behind him, Lucas is looking ahead to college and what he's interested in doing next. Yeah, I was accepted into UNH, SNHU, Great Bay, and the Manchester community. Yeah, I'm deciding to go to Great Bay and then after the two years transferring to UNH. What are you interested in learning more about? Maybe like designing things on the computer or something. 
Earlier this year, the kindness of the community and some strangers made a huge difference in the family's life as their wheelchair van began its decline. It was almost 10 years old. You know, it had a lot of issues in the last, I'd say, five years. But it was two things. One, the ramp broke. So it was an automatic ramp. So you hit a button and the ramp automatically goes down. So that broke. And it was going to be like $2,500 to fix it which we, we couldn't do. And so to, to lift it, the ramp was like, because it wasn't meant to be lifted manually was just incredibly hard to do. The second thing was that I don't know why, I don't know if it was, I don't even know if this was always this way, but it was incredibly low to the ground. So you couldn't even go over a speed bump that you didn't, you didn't hit something. It was, you know, there was all the, the engine light was always on. It was always, you know, there was always something with it. And it was just every, every expense, was big, getting bigger and bigger and bigger. You know, we had to do something with it. The family applied for a grant from the Jet Foundation, an organization that helps those with DMD and would pay for half the cost of a new van. The foundation helped set up an online fundraising site where people came forward to donate toward the remaining cost of the van. When we got it, it was, I, I just can't even, like it makes brings tears to my eyes because like, I don't know what we would have done. Like, I don't know how, like, it feels like the universe was somehow coming around to us. This sense of relief when, when we were chosen, because that would have been catastrophic for us. It's just humbling to think and to see the list and just incredible. Just the kindness was just blows you away. Yeah. It's hard to thank people enough. You know what I mean? Since getting the van, the family has been able to go out, explore, take trips to the beach, all without the hassle of the old van. But there's one place that Lucas would really like to go to that he hasn't been able to yet. His weekly trips to the University of New Hampshire to play power soccer through Northeast Passage. He's also an honorary member of the UNH men's soccer team there. And he was sad to miss the National Power Soccer Tournament in June uh, as nobody was traveling. But he got a huge soccer-related surprise just before we went into lockdown for the pandemic. Paul Willis from Seacoast United heard about our story. Yeah. So determined, determined to make sure that we raised the money we needed to, to raise. And not only that, but kind of as an aside, at the same time, they were planning their, their annual trip to London. And as a result of this wonderfulness that the Jet Giving Fund was, um, he gifted us a trip to a trip to London. So we actually went to London too. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. When was that? Um, right before COVID hit, right? We, like, it was oh, just yeah. starting. Like, if it was even a week later, we wouldn't have been able to go. So what was the best thing you saw in London, Lucas? We went to two soccer games. I thought that was pretty cool. Like, the atmosphere, it's nothing compared to over here. It's not only, I would say, passionate to the extreme. Yeah, they're very passionate about their soccer team. And you know what else yeah. was really cool about London was it was very accessible. Not all their underground things were accessible, but it was very clear which ones were and which ones weren't. And the buses were all accessible and it was just very accessible. That's awesome. I'm glad you guys get to go on that trip. Yeah, it was a trip of a lifetime. Yeah, it really was. Yeah. So that's going to wrap up this episode of Exeter Life. If you would like to learn more about Duchenne muscular dystrophy and efforts to find a cure, you can visit cureduchenne.org. 
If you want to find me, you can find me online at Lara Bricker Author on Facebook or on Twitter at Lara Bricker. If you are interested in crime or true crime, you can find me every week on the podcast, Crime Writers On. And if you would like to support this independently produced podcast, you can do so at anchor.fm slash exeterlife. And I do hope you'll tune in again to this podcast because I've still got a lot of stories to tell about life in Exeter.